Yo, what is up, people? Hi. If you're like me, you've probably heard that the quality of your thinking depends on the models in your head, and that to be a great leader or entrepreneur, then you need to listen to podcasts or read more books. And that's great. Yeah, those things do apply. That's true. But if you have ever wondered how do I actually retain all of that useful information that I'm reading and listening to, then stick around because that is what this show is all about. I'm Richard Bowdler and this is Mental Models Radio. Hey, welcome to my origin story on mental models. Now, this was tough trying to figure out where to jump in because I graduated like way back in 2003 and I've done a number of things since then and um, one of those has been to coach people in mental models which effectively they're just tools for thinking right. Um, one of my other deep backgrounds is in human memory and applied memory development memory techniques and um, that really is um, the thing that's interesting is um, applying memory to for me to mental models but then applying models to real world situations I mean there's intellectual interest in and of you know models in and of themselves but really I don't care about the thought of it what I care about is take a model have it in your head be out in the real world apply it to a situation and get a tangible result and one of my other backgrounds uh, most recently over the last six seven years has been in company growth so early stage tech companies and growing those so where to jump in um like i said i graduated back in 2003 and um, I always thought that what I wanted to do was be a Marine and that was my chosen path. Yet after spending four years at university, uh, hanging out with a bunch of liberal intellectuals, suddenly I kind of thought, and also then being in love for the first time as I was coming out of university, I suddenly thought, hmm, going off and killing people, is that exactly what I think is the best thing to do? Um, there's more to that story, um, but that's for another podcast. And um, let me jump into the story. So shortly after uni, I was trying to figure out what am I doing with my life and um, also wanted to just go away and travel. So I spent spent a short while in India. Um, bit of a cliche, but whatever. And then I remember coming back from India. So this is this was probably around 2005. And um, I'm from the Midlands. And uh, I was back home. I remember standing in in the hallway at my parents' house. And after having seen the kind of the entrepreneurial spirit of lots of, uh, lots of people in India, uh, both people who were uh, originated from India, but also um, people who were traveling, there's this incredible drive. And I just thought that that looks amazing. I want to spend my life doing entrepreneurial things. And I'm standing there and I just look at my dad and, you know, the conversation around, you know, so what are you doing with your life? 
And I remember looking at my dad and saying, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I'll never forget it. My dad looking back at me and just like, you know, a steely, no uncertain terms saying, you are not an entrepreneur. And I was so, like, so mixed in my feelings. First of all, I was just like, what? Like, how can you be so obtuse? It's not like a thing that is preordained. It's a skill and you can learn it and develop it. And I, I mean, at the time I thought like, you know, F you. Um, and it may well have been someone else's words coming out of his mouth. But anyway, that was my thoughts at the time. So anyway, to to go down this path, I knew that like sales and marketing were both very important skills. And um, in particular, I wanted to become good at sales. I wanted to know what the models were for selling. And obviously it's very, it's as broad as it is long. Um, but I went and got my first job, which is um, kind of, you may see it as like a, a lowly job, but as one of those, a, a charity fundraiser. So one of the street fundraisers, what they refer to as charity muggers. So I did that as my first job out of uni. And it was tough. It was tough, but it was incredibly good training in taking someone who's a stranger on the street and speaking to them in a way that effectively got their bank card details and got them to sign up to give money to a charity on a regular basis. So after a number of, I mean, I chewed through a number of different sales jobs and became good at them and really enjoyed it. Um, but also had a passion for human memory. So it's been forward a few years, come to um, 2007, and I had started to train people in human memory, in part because this was something that I'd been training myself in, and going to memory competitions and nerdy stuff like that. Of which, by the way, I think human memory is, it's kind of a fundamental meta mental model. It's like a catch-all and the, and the set of tools that go into um, knowledge acquisition and, and retention. They are absolutely fundamental to um, being able to keep mental models in your head and then to use them. Um, and that's, so that's really when, when I started doing that in 2007 and started training people, creating information products, um, is when I started to get interested in the internet and, um, you know, obviously it had been around for a while, but I just wasn't that interested. And I really started to get interested in analytics, company growth and all these good things. And what does all of this have to do with mental models, you might be asking yourself? Well, it's quite simple as far as I see it, and that is... In essence, what you do, how you think, like they are so related. So what you do and the results that you get in your life, it all comes down to what models you hold in your head, like the models that you have that shape your beliefs around how reality is and who you are in reality and therefore what you think you're capable of. So the results that you get in your life are directly related to the models that you have in your head, 
It's, it is that straightforward. So that's what this has to do with um, mental models. Anyway, getting back to the story. So um, I was training people in memory for several years. And then um, I had this vision and this dream that I wanted to be part of building a high growth tech company. And then it was in the end of 2012, there was one guy who had been in one of my seminars. He had raised some money and was wanted to build an online tutoring company. And he, he approached me and asked if I'd help him build it. And I, it looked like a fantastic opportunity. And I jumped at the chance. And the weird thing was, shortly after doing this, uh, I, mean, I, I was going to the gym, and it's a street gym, in I live in London. It's a street gym in East London, and I just it's I like it. Well, I I used to like it when I went for a period of time, because it was just no bells and whistles, no, you know, it was just heavy iron. And that was it. And massive guys. I'm not a massive guy by any stretch of the imagination. But it was just, you go in, you pay five, pay five pounds, and then you lift weights. And so I was in there and just doing some deadlifts. I remember it. I had this tiny blood blister on my index finger on my left hand. And it was kind of getting in the way of deadlifting. So I just, just like bit it to get rid of it. And then carried on deadlifting. And then thought nothing else of it. And then about a week later, my hand swelled up. And went into hospital. and Because it was pretty painful. And they gave me some antibiotics and said, look, come back in 24 hours if this isn't better. And 24 hours later, it was nowhere near better. And they, they brought me straight in. And um, long story short, with this aspect, they ended up putting me under general and doing surgery and taking out a whole bit of gunky flesh. And it turned out that I'd contracted MRSA. So it's like a hospital superbug, but possibly caught it from the gym, possibly caught it from my own mouth. Who knows? Um, but there is a silver lining to this story. And... The silver lining is twofold. And the f first piece is, well, I mean, look, I was in hospital for several weeks because they, they couldn't figure out how to get rid of this bug. Because it was a super bug, MRSA, and they, they tried all sorts of cocktails of antibiotics to get rid of it. So I'm just like, you know, I'm fit, youngish, healthy guy, and didn't know if I was going to recover from this infection. But the silver lining is, I, one, I didn't die. And two, before I went into hospital, I picked up a copy of a book by a guy called Steve Blank. And whether or not you know him or of him, he's the guy who godfathered the lean startup movement. So he, he was the, the teacher mentor to a guy called Eric Ries, who you've probably heard of, who wrote the book, the start, uh, the lean startup. Um, but Steve Blank was his mentor, and this book is like, you know, it's a textbook, and um, I just thought, 
while I was in hospital, didn't have that many visitors. And I also had um, a separate ward. Because I had this superbug, I wasn't... I was with the NHS, and it wasn't, you know, any special treatment. But because I had a this this bug, they wanted to contain me. So I had my own little separate room off, uh, kind of off the main ward. And... And I was in there for a few weeks and I had nothing else to do other than read this book again and again and go through it. And it was so good. If you haven't read it and you're into company building, then I wholeheartedly recommend that you do. If custom development is a path that is relevant for what you're doing. And I also started to using memory techniques that I trained myself in, trained other people in, started to build out frameworks in my head to put the contents of the book into my head, because I think there's a lot of power in having frameworks at your fingertips. So, you know, silver linings, hey? And, um, but anyway, when I came out of hospital, I, I started to obviously tell the guy who I'd co-founded this company with that this was the holy grail of the path that we should be following. And I was slightly frustrated and disappointed because, well, obviously, look, he hadn't spent the last several weeks um, consuming this literature and getting really, like, jazzed up on it. And he just didn't want to listen. And his actual, his response was, Listen, I feel like I'm fighting you and your books. And I just thought, how can you be so stupid? Like, these guys who wrote this book, Steve Blank and Bob Dorf, sorry to, to credit both authors, um, these guys have built 14 tech companies between them. And how many have we built between us? Like, I'm, I'm a huge, huge believer in not reinventing every wheel, especially when you don't need to. And like standing on the shoulders of giants and going from there because you can go further faster. So it was very frustrating to me. And ultimately the the relationship didn't work out and we parted ways and the business didn't work. And um, I I actually ended up speaking to Steve Blank about the business, um, but again, another story. Um, but anyway, so I was out in the market, and this is um two thousand and fourteen, and um, I I strongly believe in the the model, if you will, it's a mental model of a strategy of preeminence, and that is just lead by giving value first and that's what I hope that some of the stuff that I'm teaching you or that you'll either learn that you've experienced from listening to me or that you will go on and listen to will I will bring you a lot of value and I really believe in bringing value to people up front before any ask and I've done this with um so a couple of friends of mine had started a started a tech company um, data a data management and analytics business and I had I've been through a lot of sales training over the years and I sat down with um, one of my good friends who was one of the co-founders and just opened up 
all of the training that I had the, the, the pleasure of experiencing to help him structure his initial sales sales plan. And, and that was, that was kind of it. But then, so come, come to 2014 and, um, he approached me with, uh, you know, questions to help him with some, some other aspect of his business, uh, helping him with some of the sales ops infrastructure and just what tools they needed. And, we ended up working together. I ended up working for uh, my fr- my two friends and went on this journey over four years from 2014 to 2018 of building a high-growth, high-tech, VC-backed business. And it was awesome. It was a truly wild ride. And it's exactly what I wanted to, to do. And I had the the opportunity to bring to that organization the frameworks that I had spent time putting into my head that were essential for company growth and essential for having a view on where we were as an organization in our journey from idea through to fixing business model, which is, as far as I'm concerned, is invaluable. And... Um, after four years, options vesting, I wanted a new adventure. And that was marriage, fatherhood. And I wanted to spend time teaching and writing and coaching and consulting, which is how, I'm, how I am spending my time now and building my own um, projects uh, and products. And one of those is so who last year 2018 um a friend of mine she approached me and asked me if i would i would help her or show her how to put a set of mental models in her head so kind of applying memory techniques to mental models and i'm sure if you're listening to this then you're almost certainly familiar with Farn- the Farnham Street blog and Shane Parrish. And there's one massive article in there that has, like... It, it, it's being, you know, refined and edited over time, but there, are, there were, like, 113 mental models. Now there's, like, 109, but whatever. It's it's a um, a collection of models that Shane... And his team have looked at and and looked at from both the way the world works, um, but also from reverse engineering how Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, in particular Charlie Munger, but how the two of them go about thinking about the world at large and con- deconstructing that and grouping tools, mind tools, mental models and distinctions into a number nine or so different main bodies. And so that's one project that I have worked on after um, after some time. And it's been really, really satisfying. And what, like, if you want to know more about that, and not, it's not, um, how to say, I guess, it's, I looked at, looked at it with a view 
to say, not just how can I teach someone memory stuff and then then go away and apply it, but what if I could actually remove or reduce the barrier to entry and do a lot of the heavy lifting for people who want to consume and use memory techniques but have it applied. So if that's something that you want to know more about, then um, listen to the outro of this episode. So listen, that's kind of been a whistle-stop tour, a bit of a welcome, and me saying hi, and do stay tuned for more. That's it. To the outro. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I really hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you've taken any benefit from this, then please go ahead and subscribe to make sure that you catch the next one. Now, I've got something else that I think you're really gonna love. A short while ago, I asked myself the question, would it be possible to design a program that takes information and structures it in a way that it just goes into your head? And what better information to do that with than a set of mental models on human nature and judgment. And that's exactly what I've done. I took 24 models and on cognitive biases and created a done-for-you memory palace and I've had hundreds of people go through this free program. And if that's something that you want as well, getting 24 fundamental cognitive biases uh, the mental models on human nature and judgment delivered to your long-term memory, then just go over to storythis.com forward slash mental models. All, that's all one word, no hyphens or anything like that. And that's exactly what you'll get. There'll be an invitation for you there to jump in. It'll be a one hour, you can watch through it. And um, go over there now and enjoy it. So once again, that is storythis.com dot com forward slash mental models all one word and that is in so once again thanks for tuning in i'm richard bowdler and this is mental models radio catch you in the next one